Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? I'm Egbert, the owner of this station. Check out my website at Egbert.com. That's E-G-G-B-U-R-T, Egbert.com. Now it's back to Brad and John. Check out their website at BJShow.co. The BJ Show? Come on, guys. Anyway, here's B and J. I think we disappointed Egbert with the name of our website. What do you think? I think I want to know if Egbert is related to the Eggman from Beatles fame. I don't think so. <laughs> you know, I was, I've, I've never been, this is a really unpopular opinion, Brad, particularly somebody who's into music as much as you are, not a Beatles guy. Well, now, here's the interesting thing. You say as much in, into music as I am. I'm not really that much into music, and that was always a very a frustrating thing for me because there's a lot of guys got in the radio business and guys I worked with who say, where else can I get paid to sit and listen to music all day? I've never been a music guy. I've been more of a radio guy, you know, communicating and wow, stuff like okay. that. That's a, I, I, I wouldn't have even thought of that distinction, but I see what you mean. Well, but the crazy thing for me is, I see, I am, once again, I'm one of these guys that is way out of my depth for the kind of music I listen to because I still enjoy pop music. I still enjoy... Yeah, well, look at Westplex 107.1. Well, I, that, to me, you know, once again, stations playing essentially uh, 20, now 25 years worth of music from 2000 on up, the naughties in through where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, once again, the artist on there that I like uh, still... You know, I listen to some old Christina Aguilera, uh, the old Britney Spears stuff, you know, like, uh, yeah, for uh, sure. you know, and then you've got some new artists, which I really like the lady out of England, Mimi Webb, who I think is an Ital- incredibly talented. I the other day, someone sent me a video of Kelly Clarkson doing um, the and she wasn't doing cardio, right? No, 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 no. First off, I didn't recognize Kelly Clarkson again because now she's slimmed down again. She's have you seen her really? Oh, wow, really? Yeah, no, yeah. Uh-uh. She looks, I mean, I didn't even recognize her. Somebody sent me the video and you go, You'll really like this. She was doing her rendition of of the um, who is who is it? Is it Miley Cyrus, the big song she's got now, When We Were Young, When I Was Young, or whatever it is? Oh, yeah, yeah, but I used to be young, right? Used to be young, okay. And and you, you see, that shows you how bad I am at music, I can't even remember the title of the song, anyway. Um, she did it live on her show with her band behind her, and it was incredible. I mean, and I'm thinking to myself, wow. this, this woman has been knocking it out of the park for what? 22 years now? Yeah, since American Idol. Oh, the original American Idol was, here, look at that again. We talked about this one time before. That was like uh, 02, maybe, something like that? I, in believe, the ballpark, I believe you're right. I think this is like 22 years, and she was the very first season. And, I mean, and it's funny because there have been majority of the American Idol people if, you know, like the, the winners, they've just disappeared. I mean, you just don't hear about him anymore, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Now, maybe, maybe, some of that is, maybe some of that is by choice. No, it's to the point where, where well, you know, 
Hold on, I gotta look at this. American, let me uh, let me look at Wikipedia here. Uh, by the way, I have uh, I came across a really fascinating video the other day, and I'm gonna just touch on this briefly because we don't have a lot of time this break because uh, I want to talk about something else. But uh, a fast, uh, actually, my son sent this to me. Hold on, let me type this in. American, here you talk for a minute. Why I can't talk yeah. in time? So one of the things that Brad is has teased that we might get to. This segment, or we might get into tomorrow, is Brad got some feedback on the podcast setup. Now, I don't know what it is, so when we listen either later today or tomorrow, we're going to get John's reaction in real time. And our listeners are still asking us when Brad will talk about his relationship with the St. Louis Cardinals. And I don't know how far and how hard we want to push Brad on this because I have a feeling that there's a lot of emotion involved. Well, part of it is is I'm very frustrated by the fact that quite honestly they are very hard to work with okay let's put it that way i see what you're saying right okay okay, okay. so uh, it's not about the on-field product it's not about managerial decisions it's about the it's about the the literal organization of the group well okay here we go american idol june 11 2002 uh, that's released on fox and it went it ran through this is the original version it ran through april 7th of 2016 then it was reincarnated at abc from march 11 2018 to present so kelly clarkson was in the first season so it so June 11, 2002, and being it's 2024, right now it's 21 years. In June 11th, she will have had, and she was on that, I believe she was on the very first show. Um, In June 11th, it will be 22 years since we first met Kelly Clarkson. She's she's been around almost as long as JohnCombest.com. Not quite, because who has? But that's a long time. Right. Okay. Now, you were talking about what were you, what were you goading me about, about the Cardinals again or something like that? I was goading you, first of all, about you had podcast feedback. You said. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the podcast feedback. Here, let me write this down. I'm trying to think. Uh, podcast feedback. The podcast feedback was, and I take the show and we do it in three segments, A, B, and C. And they're all about mm-hmm. 17, 18, 19 minutes. You know, the, fir- the, the first, and we run the show from top of the hour till about 20 minutes after. Then we play some commercials. Then the next r- runs about 22, 23 after to about 40. And then the last segment, which we're in right now, runs about 43 up to the top of the hour, okay? So I put them on the website as three separate segments. Correct. And and they are on. If you go every day, I put a post on our on our on our page, bjshow.co. I got it right that time. And um, and the person complained that they wanted to listen to the entire show, but they couldn't do it without having to stop. You know, play the first segment and then play the second segment and play the third segment. Which, if you go on the post. They're all there in a row, and to me, it's very simple to just, when the first one ends, you just click the button for the second one, it starts, and then you click the button for the third one when the second one ends, but... Okay, that's the feedback. Okay. Well, and, and also, I think we should say, first of all, we're, we're in an environment in which people are used to one click. Right. And, you know, part of the feedback I got on my website, and two people have pointed this out to me, Brad, I, when I updated and I went to WordPress, and by the way, this isn't going to be as technical as it sounds, but now when you go to johncombest.com, you have the date. So today it says Thursday, January 18th, and you have to click on the date. I know a wonderful woman who's a lobbyist in, in Jefferson City who explains to me that she, quote, doesn't understand WordPress, unquote, because she has to click on it. Now, being who I am, Brad, I replied to her and I said, hey, what you should do is you should load it. And then I said, use your thumb to scroll 
and click. But people are so used to not having to click. We do appreciate the feedback, and I will say for you, Brad, and this is something that I, I don't I don't know when the last time I expressed this to you was, but you are never so arrogant or so big egoed that when people give you feedback or I give you feedback that you dismiss it and say, well, that's not the way it is. That's not the way we're going to well, do this around here. I and people who have feedback should give it to you and, and we consider it and we talk about it. The interesting part of this is that when Shelly and I used to do the show, it was a two hour show. And, we, and when the show was done, we probably had a good hour and 20 minutes worth of content. And I took and there. Same thing. We ran three segments an hour. So in other words, a two hour show, we did six mm-hmm. segments and I just put it all together. I just put it all together in one great big long podcast people complained about that yeah I'm they sure. said it's too long and i'm going like okay well you know and once again you can't please everybody right you know, but we we appreciate the feedback well, we, you know uh, the other thing is too brad a lot of folks listen to us when they're coming to and from jeff city i know people that listen to us just during the evening rush hour when they're going to pick up kids and they don't want to have to press another button so we 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 hear that well the idea being is it's it's the way we put it on the website on on bjshow.co it's very easy at least it is to me. And matter of fact, I can tell you a crazy story that you can actually listen to all three episodes at the same time because if you go on the post, you hit, you know, start, 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 they'll all start at the same time. So, you know, yeah. so that way if you're really good at listening to three things at once, if you have, like me, four kids where very easily I could listen to three things at once, three things at once, you know, remember, I had I, I, had, <laughs> That's true. I had four kids and a wife. I could listen to five things at once. Absolutely. And, and still, or you could at least make them think you were listening to them, Brad. Right. Okay. Very quickly, my son sent me, and this is something that I want to touch on maybe in a a, a future episode. My son sent me this fascinating interview with this guy, two two record guys by the name, the the main guys, the guy's name is Rick Beato, B-E-A-T-O. And Rick is an interesting guy, is a multi-instrumentalist. He can play guitar, bass, you know, drums, uh, keyboards. He's one of these guys. And he's done a lot of studio sessions. He's worked as a musician, a studio musician. He's done, you know, touring and stuff like that. He's been a studio engineer, a mixer, all this kind of stuff. And why my son sent it to me, he essentially said, that we've talked about this on the t- on the radio before. The radio business changed in 1996 when the FCC, when the, the Communications Act of 1996 came out, which essentially changed the ownership rules. And it used to be way back when, when I first got in the radio, a company could only own 7 AM and 7 FM in the entire country, and you couldn't own more than one in each market. So in other words, most of the big companies like CBS and and Westinghouse and RCA and, and the big the big the General Electric, the big the big operators at the time, they owned one AM and one FM. Hence. We had CBS here in St. Louis, which owned at the time, they owned CAMOX AM, CAMOX FM, and CAMOX TV. And then the Communications Act of 1996 came along and blew things open. These guys, both are music veterans, they say that changed the radio business and it killed rock and roll. And because you had so much consolidation? Well, it was, I'll, I'll send you the link. I mean, and once again, I mean, maybe this is a little bit too much inside baseball because what they talked about, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, these guys are exactly right because what, it, yeah, to a certain extent, consolidation. But what's interesting about it is not necessarily consolidation of ownership of radio stations, which they do point out was a major problem, but consolidation of the creative process within the music industry because they talked about that what happened was the big record companies had their prize producers and their prize sound engineers, their pride prize mixers, and these guys did all the records 
So it got to the point where everything sounded the same. And, I see. And if, I see. So and, it's like that era in pop music when everybody was using autotune because T-Pain did it. So everything for a three-year period sounded exactly alike. Or if you go back in the early 60s, it was the, uh, what the heck is his name? He's still in jail. Or maybe I think he died in jail. Um, oh, the little guy who yeah, was, uh, yeah, 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 who yeah, was yeah, a yeah. sexual predator, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, he, and he, God, he, what was he, his name? He, he, killed, he killed his girlfriend, shot. They yeah, were, yeah, yeah. They were playing. I, but he was like a little, he was a little manlet. Wasn't Phil, he like a little short guy? Phil Spector, okay? Phil Spector, that's there was, who he was. Then, yeah. then for a while, Phil Spector had what was called the wall of sound. And, once and that's again, what the Beatles used, right? Like well, that was what they were known for. No, they didn't. The, the, the Beatles weren't necessarily the wall of sound. What Phil Spector did was, Phil Spector used these relatively new devices called compressors at the time, which essentially took everything and made it the same volumes. volumes. In other words, you didn't hear any depth in the music. Everything sounded the same. In other words, it'd be like if you went to like a concert hall and like let's say you went to Powell Symphony Hall you know that the drums are in the back and the and the violins in the front you can, I got you it. can you have yep, that I have presence. Wikipedia up right now right yeah, about the wall of sound you're right where is Brian a, Wilson all these other examples right yeah. whereas essentially what he did was everything he did sounded like Everybody, like, take the symphony orchestra and put them in a line. You know, there's yeah, there's, and there's no differentiation. Right, there's no depth. The, like you said, the 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 drum, the percussion in the back, and the violas in the front. Right, 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 right. So, 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 I'll send you this this video. It's pretty interesting. Okay, now, oh, go ahead. Last thing to talk about. Okay, I got to get this off my chest. Mm-hmm. This bothers me quite a bit because of the fact that I used to be a member of this organization. And I know some people are going to roll their eyes. Oh, my God, he was an NRA guy. I used to be an NRA for a number of years. I felt that the NRA had lost its way when they got so politically wigged out and weirded out and to the point where I think that I know you like her, but when the NRA hired Dana Lash, that was like that was like they jumped the shark, okay? Because what happened was the NRA turned into this. The NRA used to be their 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 two goals in in their existence were to a train people to to uh, you know both adults and kids. They still have a very good training uh, 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 system for kids called Eddie Eagle. Essentially, right. you train kids for gun safety and stuff like that. But train people for the proper and legal use and i stress legal use of firearms you know you didn't have nra members who were you know like like what they called the you know what the glock switch is you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah where essentially you you can cd print or or or, or 3d print a little thing that goes onto the back of your glock and it turns it into an automatic weapon it's like a post fab thing right and you 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 pop out this little thing in the back of the, the Glock and you pop this little thing in that guys are knocking them out on 3D printers and all of a sudden your semi-automatic Glock goes from, you know, one one trigger pull, you know, one, one bullet per trigger pull to you pull the trigger and a 30-round magazine is emptied in like, eh, 1.2 seconds. You know, that, they mm-hmm. go that fast, okay? So that's what the NRA was against, okay? Well, Wayne LaPierre, and this is in the news because he just resigned last week. And there's a big court case going on. Letitia James, the same lady that's after Donald Trump, is after the NRA. She tried to, their, their, their charter, their corporate charters in New York, she tried to get their court, corporate charter uh, essentially ended. Same thing she's trying to do with Trump, trying to get his, you know, so he can't do business in New York anymore. All, only, only she was trying to get him to essentially uh, not be able to do business in the United States. She's always trying to, she's always, always trying to, uh, all, all, she was all, well, let me try that again. She was also trying to force 
them into chapter seven bankruptcy, which is involuntary bankruptcy, where you don't declare bankruptcy yourself. The court comes along and says, okay, you're taking your assets. You're, you know, you're, you're not viable. What, long story made short, Wayne LaPierre and his top people gutted the money from the NRA. And they lived this lavish lifestyle, corporate jets, fancy vacations, expensive clothes, expensive, you know, mm-hmm. a lodging. Everything that big organizations, too many big organizations turn into, right? Like right. It's a, it's, it's a well-worn tale. And the average NRA member is Joe Sixpack. The average and isn't wearing tailored suits right. and going on exotic vacations. They're wearing Carhartts and Red mm-hmm. Wings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And right. they resent the fact that their dues money is being spent. Well, some of them have, and they've had a lot of problems because there's been a backlash because people have seen this and go like, okay, this is not my NRA. They're all in New York. I mean, they're all in Washington. They don't really represent. Which leads to more people founding more groups that may be a, a little bit further on the ideological specter, right? Right. And there are several groups like that. And it's sad to see what's happened. It, it, it's in my opinion. It's sad to see what happened to the NRA. And I'm glad. And the interesting thing about it was the 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 the, the case started on Monday. Wayne Wayne uh, 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 resigned on Friday. Do you think there's a correlation there? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Do you think there's hope? Like, what, can you rebuild it, or is it done? I don't for? know. I who knows? I mean, I hope I hope they're the best. I think that they'd go back to what they're supposed to be. You know, essentially to to push you know anti-gun legislation out, stuff like that. Can anyway. Clinton Lucas ask for some money from the White House to help rebuild it? I probably not. <laughs> Not with Biden there. Okay, we have to say goodbye, John. Say goodbye. See you guys. See you guys on Friday.